Hallelujah. How many of you, you grew up uh, knowing the story of the tortoise and the hare? Yeah, or the tortoise and the rabbit. We all know that whole entire story. And the moral of the story is, people always say, slow and steady wins the race. Am I right? But you know, these past few days, I was just really thinking through this, this whole entire story of the tortoise and the hare. And I realized this, it's not really slow and steady that won the race. It was because the tortoise won because the hare, the rabbit, had a problem. And the Bible tells us this, pride comes before the fall. I think that is the, the greatest, uh, I mean, a greater lesson to, to learn from it. Because I was just thinking through and, and the, the rabbit could have just finished the race. But he thought to himself, I'm so fast, even if I take a rest, I can, will still be able to, to overtake the, the tortoise. Yeah, uh, even after I've slept. And, you know, after thinking through and just thinking through about, how many of you have, have you ever thought what's the name of the tortoise? Never, right? But I finally, finally, you know, I, I thought about it. I think it's true. His name is Winslow. Some of you caught it, some of you not. Okay. Turn to your neighbor, just, just, just turn to your neighbor and laugh, all right? Yeah. Okay. Amen. Now, why am I sharing that story? Because, you know, a lot of times that we are very fascinated with being fast. Someone once said this, that, you know, in today's economy, if you want to make money, all you need to do is to help people to do things fast. And you will earn a lot of money. And when I was growing up, I remember... You know, if you are as old as me or slightly, you know, younger, all right, you will, you know, you will come across these playing cards with, you know, uh, different uh, planes or, or warships or cars, and, and they will always have these statistics on this, uh, on, 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 you know, on the picture of, of, of the, the, the ship or the, the, the planes or, or, or the car. How many of you, you played that before? And then you are dealt with with a hand, and then when you open up, you always want to find the fastest car, the fastest, the strongest, you know, the, the biggest or whatsoever, because that is, is, is a plus point, you know, for us. And every kid will feel like a winner if he has the fastest one in hand, because no one can beat it. That if you are the fastest, yep, you will tend to always, you know, you, you will always win, because you are the fastest. But what I've learned, that the fastest will often have a lot of disadvantages in other areas compared to one that is not so, okay? The fastest is not the most fuel-saving. The fastest, you know, is not the, the biggest in, in, in capacity. The fastest, you know, um, you know may, may not you know, have, have this or that. The thing is this, that even in a physical race, speed makes a difference. Am I right? How many of you want to watch a race and see who's the slowest runner? Can you imagine the 100 meter dash on your mark, get set, go, palm? You know, everybody cheers for the one that is ahead. No one wants to watch a race that on your mark, get set, go, and palm. No one wants to see that. And then we often say this that, you know, uh, you know our, our race is, is not. Like a 100-meter dash is like a marathon. Am I right? We say that to people, right? 
But in reality, is this even in marathon, in marathon, the fastest time wins. Yeah? So whether we like it or not, we, you know, I was talking to someone and, and you know, and, and this person was telling me, I, you know, I, I feel a little bit, uh, uh, I mean, I, I, I feel a little bit regret of buying this, this car because it's, it's not as fast. Yeah? It's not as fast. And, and, and the thing is this, that we, 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 we are very fascinated with being fast. But is being fast everything in life? You know, in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 to 26, speaks of a race that all of us, we are on it. And it says this, Surely you know that many runners take part in a race but only one of them wins the prize. So immediately we think that only one person will win and this will be the fastest person. But the Bible goes on to say, run then in such a way. It didn't say that run in speed, run the fastest as to win this prize. You know, every, it goes on to say, every athlete, athlete in training submits to strict discipline in order to be crowned with a wreath that will not last. But we do it for one that will last forever. That is why I run for, I run straight for the finish line. Amen? Everybody say run straight. That is why I am like a boxer who do not who does not waste his punches. I want all of us this morning to catch this and to understand this because this is a very important principle in our walk, in our faith with God, in God. If we don't get this right, we will always tend to come to a place that we will always feel that we have not done enough, we have, you know, have not pushed ourselves enough, we have not, you know, gone fast enough because this race we are on is not about speed, it's about finishing. Everybody say finishing. In order to finish well, we must learn in this race that pacing, everybody say pacing. It's very important. So I want to talk to you about slowing down. Nobody likes this word because a lot of times when we say slowing down means that it is, you know, it is not productive, it's unproductive, it is, you know, it, it, it lacks activity and, and things like that. Because we often think that there's a negative ring to it. But I want you to know this, slowing down is a good thing. If you think that slowing down is a bad thing, you have a faulty thinking. Even our physical body slows down every day. It needs to slow down every day to rest and to sleep. We are not machines. What is true in the natural is also true in the spiritual. Friends, we can't keep charging without recharging. Come on, let me say that again. We can't keep charging without recharging. We can't be running on empty. We can't be scraping the bottom of the barrel every time. And that's why we don't enjoy our walk and our journey with God. 
You see, friends, slowing down is not becoming lazy. In fact, it takes a lot of discipline to slow down. Let me give you an example. You're driving down the highway and there's no car in front of you to keep to the speed limit. Even at 110, it takes discipline. Especially when you know that the stretch have no speed trap or no speed camera or no police. Come on. Am I making sense here? Am I talking to guilty people here? <laughs> it takes a lot of discipline to keep to speed. It takes a lot of discipline to slow down. You know, I, before we, we had JJ, I, I remember when, when I traveled, yeah, Kong Yu will attest to this because yeah, we drove down to Singapore and, and we came back, you know, on the way back. We left, Singap we left Singapore at uh, 5 o'clock and we reached back here at 7.30. You know, and, and we had two uh, toilet breaks. You know, I, I, you know it's it, it just, just that there's a thrill, you know, to, to, to drive fast and, and stuff like that. After I have JJ, you know, with, with my car now, every time I check, the, the, because they have data, and my average speed of every drive is 40 km per hour. Friends, why not slowing down is not good? I want to tell you a few things about not slowing down is not good. Number one, it increases our stress. If you don't know how to slow down, it increases our stress. We live in a world where everything is scheduled. Time, where everybody is living on a timetable. When we say things that I don't have enough time for myself, friends, it is not a good sign. If only we learn to take a step back and to realize, friends, a lot of our stress can be managed if we learn to just slow down a little bit. Number two, why not slowing down is not good. It decreases our joy. Job chapter 9, verse 25 says this, My days go by faster than a runner. They fly away without my, without my seeing any joy. A hurried person will miss a lot of things in life. How many of you you have experienced this before that while, when, you know, when you are about to leave your house because you were late and you, you just hurry, you just need to, you know, just get, just pack things and stuff like that and you just get out of the house because you, you have, uh, you know, you have to meet someone at a certain time and you're already late and you are hurrying and you know what happens? You get upset easy, easily. I know that for a fact. Because sometimes, you know, when, when, when we take care of JJ, I mean, when we prepare him to bring him out, you know, and, and he's a little bit fussy and, and you know, time, you know, uh, taken too much time and we are late. I tell you, we, we you know, we, we, I mean, we, we, we are always very quick to step on each other's tail. Just a little slight thing, you know, of, you know, just a slight thing can become an issue. 
Even coming to church is a joy. But yet, because we are so hurried, we end up, you know, sometimes couldn't even see, you know, eye to eye because we are just too hurried. I'm just talking about just a simple thing in life. But can you imagine if every single day in your life you are being hurried? You're going to lose joy in your marriage. You're going to lose joy being, you know, in your family. You're going to lose joy of even spending time with your friends. Number three, not slowing down decreases, decreases productivity. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 12 says, a person in a hurry makes mistakes. So if you're always in a hurry, you tend to make mistakes. And I can attest to you that that is so true. I remember one day we were just so hurried to, to get out of the house because we were late for a meeting. You know, Pastor Brenda had to go for a meeting, so I sent her there. And then I came to church. And then I was just, you know, uh, just taking care of JJ and doing work. And then time for diaper change. And I, and I opened the bag. There was no diaper. It happens. <laughs> then I called her. I said, hey, you didn't put the diapers in. Uh? Oh, this morning we were so, you know, in a rush. I forgot. I forgot. So sorry. Thank God, you know. I kept some spare in, in my office. So those of you fathers, you know, I keep some spare somewhere, okay? You don't know when you will need it. A person in a hurry makes mistakes. And fourthly, this is one of the things why we end up God. Because not slowing down deafens the ability to hear God's voice. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. The Bible does not tell you, be busy and know that I am God. Be still. Everybody say, be still. Friends, God always wants to communicate with us. But we must learn to be still. Without the discipline of slowing down, we may end up rushing through all our lives every single time and this will even have an impact on our perception of our salvation in Christ because we subconsciously think that we need to work but salvation is a gift from the very beginning it's not work so we, we, we tend to feel that hey, maybe I've not done enough but let me read to you from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 to verse 9. He says this, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, listen to this, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not that of yourselves. It is 
a gift, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So God made us to sit. If you read the book of Ephesians, you will, you will find that, you know, from chapter 2 and then goes on to chapter 6, it talks about, yeah, firstly, that we are made to sit in the heavenly places because of Christ Jesus. And then it goes on to tell us that we walk in His ways. And then lastly, to stand firm. So if you, if you are old enough, you have heard of this writer or this you know, uh, person who, have, who is no longer around. His name was Watchman Nee. And he wrote this book, Sit, Walk, Stand. And in his book, he said this. He says this, that man was made on the first day. So as man, you know, uh, uh, man was made on the sixth day. Sorry, all right? Man was made on the sixth day. Everybody say sixth day. So man's first day, he enters into the seventh day. And what is the seventh day? There's a day of rest. So man's first day, first quote-unquote activity is what? Is to rest in God and with God. So man starts by resting in God. This is crucial because if there's anything within us that causes us to think or feel that what God has done is not enough, we will be in trouble. We will end up working for our salvation. We will end up even today not enjoying this journey that God has given to us. And we will think that, oh, you know, there's got to be more that I can do. It's nothing wrong to want to, be, to do more, right? But the, the thing is this, that when, but we are, when we are driven by just only that, then we miss out the joy of the salvation that God has for us. Do you know that the joy that God has for us is also meant for us right now, here on this earth? The life that He has for us is also here on this earth. It is not, you know, like, hey, come on, you know, let's cross this finish line first. Let me ask you a question. Wants you, who, how many of you wants to cross the finish line today? Come on. There's a prize waiting for you. So we have a time here on this earth. Do you think God wants us to like just thinking that, ah, you know, I just rush through this. No. I truly believe that our life here on this earth is really a training ground to prepare us, a preparation ground for what is to come. But in order to do that, we must learn to rest. We don't want to end up rushing through life here on earth and miss out on what God has for us. We must learn to slow down and enjoy the journey. We can't accelerate all the time. Even machines, your car, if you accelerate all the time, the piston will give way. Your brakes will give way. Your car will break down. 
So we are not made to be machines. Friends, that's why it's very crucial that we need to learn to slow down. Turn to your neighbour, tell your neighbour, slow down. Don't be so fascinated with this whole entire thing. I need to be fast. I need to be quick. I need to be busy. I need to be, you know, always on the go. You know, when I first started out in ministry, I often think that being busy means being important. So I will speak, you know, I will take camps after camps, you know, I will go in there, wow, you know, it's really exciting. But I need to realize what are the important things in life. And God is not going to ask me how many camps have I taken. Friends, don't kid yourself thinking that your importance is found in your busyness. In activities, it's not. Okay, let's, let's move on, all right? Is that, are, you okay? are you guys okay? All right, so remember this. Why not slowing down is not good. Number one, it increases your stress. Number two, it decreases your joy. Number three, it decreases your productivity. And number four, it deafens your ability to hear God's voice. So how do we slow down? And I want to you know, talk to you this morning, three things. We must deal with it spiritually, we must deal with it relationally, and we must deal with it organizationally. And it must be in that order. It cannot be messed up. Because sometimes when we, we don't know how to slow down, the first thing we do, we do it organizationally. That's wrong. We must get it down properly, spiritually first. All right? So number one, okay, Know what is priority. How you slow down, know what is priority. Don't let busyness get the better of us or busyness to validate us. Know what is priority means this. Spiritually, our time with God is crucial. Luke chapter 5, verse 16 says this, but Jesus would go away to places where he could be alone for prayer. So Jesus, the Son of God, every single day, He will find Himself a place where He could be alone for prayer. And I was meditating on this and I, I realized that why a lot of times we find it such a chore to do our quiet time. Because we get it all wrong. We think that quiet time is something that, you know, that, that, that pumps us. We need it to get us going. But not realizing that it is just an alone time with God. It's as simple as that. Nothing to add to that. Just an alone time with God. You know, someone, uh, someone wrote this. It says, I've often been intimidated by the idea that I have to go and talk to God for hours on and on to receive the results I'm researching for. That's why the thought is this, that you think that you need to do it. 
I need to talk to God. I need to, you know, I keep on pounding on the doors of heaven, on the windows of heaven, so that one day it will open. But this same person says, is what I've come to realize is that talking to God is only a part of the overall equation. And that sometimes it needs to be a lot smaller part than I make it to be. Or a lot smaller part than I make it. Friends, let me break this down to you. When we spend time with God, we need to change our attitude and our perception and our approach to that. If we would understand spending time with God is resting in Him, it will revolutionize the way you do your quiet time. But because a lot of us, we think that quiet time, if we don't do it, you feel guilty. You know, it's something that, you know, a Christian need to have. It's almost like, you know, a, a badge that you need to have with you. But I tell you what, friends, you will not enjoy it because it becomes a chore. But if it's an alone time with God, you know that it's a time for rest. How many of you, you have a favorite chair in your house? Okay. How many of you have a lazy boy? Okay, anyway, you know why I'm, I'm bringing it. Or that, that, that sofa, you know, or that single seat. You know. it's, it's, you, you, when you go back, you, you just automatically, you just go there and then sit down because, you know, that's your favorite chair. You watch TV on that chair, you eat on that chair, you read newspaper on that chair. Oh, no, no, you, you do everything on that chair, right? Because it, it gives you that. But can, can God... The time with God be like that in our lives. That's what makes the difference. And I believe this, a lot of stress and problems in life can be resolved if we have consistent time alone with God. We'll be less stressed out. I don't know about you. When I'm being faced with a challenge, when I'm being faced with issues, it's not, you know, finding the solution first that that gives me that peace. But to be able to come before God and to just get myself soaked in His presence, just knowing that He's there with me. It's not like coming before Him and telling Him, you know, every detail of that problem and stuff like that. It's not. Because God really knows. But just to be able to just find that place, just to sit down and just take a breather and just shut everything off and just be with God. It makes a huge difference. Friends, make it first priority and not the last resort. God must be your first priority, not your last resort. And that's why we never enjoy our time with God because we often make Him the last resort. But make Him a priority. Yeah, this past two weeks, even though I was very really busy taking care of Pastor Brenda and, and JJ, the first initial, first, first few days, then my turn, you know, um, having COVID. But I really enjoyed that time 
just reading, thinking through, just, just allowing the Holy Spirit to just speak. I just sit down and, and just think. And just allow God to, you know, feel, you know, uh, feel me. And I just, just enjoy that. In fact, it became a blessing. All right? Okay, the spiritual part. Second part, relational. So, secondly, you must know what is precious. Everybody say precious. Friends, there are a lot of urgent things in life, but not every one of them is important. Knowing what is precious is vital because what is precious is what we value and appreciate. It is important to us. Always remember our worth is not in our activities. What is precious is what is dear and what is worth investing in. And I can tell you this, relationships and memories are precious in life. And that is the only thing, these are the only things that we can carry with us throughout our entire life. Relationships and memories. You know, Mark chapter 12, verse 28 to 31. Let me read to you. It says this. One of the experts in Moses' teaching went to Jesus during the argument with the Sadducees. He saw how well Jesus answered them. So he asked Jesus, which commandment is the most important of them all? Jesus answered, the most important is, listen Israel, the Lord your God is the only God. So love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second most commandment, uh, second most important commandment is this, love your neighbour as yourselves, as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Remember this. Love God, love people. You know what's your priority? God. Secondly, love people. Relationships are very important. You want to learn to slow down? Value relationships. You want to build memories. And parents, I, I, I want to encourage you. Don't end up being remembered as a transporter to your kids to their schedules. Don't end up being a driver. When your kids look back and when they ask, you know what, do you remember your, your mom? And they, oh, they always send me to tuition. Dad will send me in the morning, mom will pick me up in the afternoon and send me to another tuition. Because we are so hurried. <laughs> And I was reading the papers the other day and, and SPM results just came out, right? And then one of the government officials says this, please don't think that SPM results is everything in life. And some parents, you know, tweeted, and you know, I congratulated my son because the best that he got was three C's and, and he even filled, uh, you know, a few papers. And this parent was not doing it sarcastically. And he was saying that, you know, 
life is more than just these results. I mean, this was a very successful man, right? Who, who wrote that. But what I'm trying to say is this. Relationships. Memories are important. And in this life, these are the things that will carry with us until the day we die. Friends, we are not here in church to do things. You get what I mean? We are not here to, you know, just get on with the activities. Why am I saying this? It's because, you know, church, we talk about discipleship, we preach a whole six-week series on it, you know, um, and, and we've been talking about it. I don't want us to end up thinking that this is just going to be another phase of activities that we're going to get through or get by. If we do that, friends, I tell you, we are missing the whole entire point. Why discipleship is very important is because one very, one very crucial aspect of discipleship is relationship. Friends, remember this. Know what is precious. Then to our neighbour, look at your neighbour. Just in your mind, ask yourself a question. Is, that, is this person precious? Don't have to answer that person, all right? <laughs> Turn to your other neighbour. Just look at the other neighbour and just nod your head, all right? Okay. And lastly, organisational. Firstly, spiritual. Know what is priority. Secondly, relational. Know what is precious. And thirdly, organizational, know what is problem. Priority, precious, problem. <coughs> problem. Everyone say problem. Every one of us have it. Whether we are rich or poor, able or not able, all of us have problems, right? But what is problem? These are things that take up our time but doesn't really matter in life. Noise doesn't mean rhythm. Activity doesn't mean productivity. Busyness doesn't mean importance. Friends, we don't have to keep pushing the limits all the time. We must learn to slow down. There must be breathing room. There must be space. And I shared this with you in, in March and I told you guys that, you know, this is where we are heading, you know, discipleship. Yeah, we are entering the call of, you know, discipleship of our church and I said this, it starts with the leaders. So we give time, breathing room, to just sit down and to think through, to recalibrate because we can't be just pam, 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 pam. Next week, I'm going to give you results. And stuff like that. It's not going to work. And we will not enjoy the journey. We are not here to drive people to the ground. Remember Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42, there was this woman by the name of Martha. 
and they invited Jesus to the house, Martha and the sister Mary. And she was busy, you know, preparing the meal, going, setting the table. She was like, you know, from one corner of the house in one moment and the next moment in the other corner. And when she saw from afar that her sister Mary at the feet of Jesus, she complained. She told Jesus, can you please ask Mary to help me? Can't you see I'm so busy? I mean, I'm just paraphrasing, all right? And what happened was this. Jesus said, don't disturb her. She have the better part. And you know, the thing is this, is the problem with busyness is that we think that we are doing more than other people. And other people must share that load with us. It kills the joy. So Jesus did not stop Martha from doing what she does. You, you, you understand what I'm getting at? So the problem is this, so, you know, don't, don't you think I'm doing so much more? You know, I, I've been serving so much. How come the other person is not serving us? I tell you what, you're missing the whole point. You have not learned to slow down. You have not learned to take a breather. And then you begin to compare yourself and think that, oh, you know, oh, I, I've done so much more. Oh, I've been here longer. I tell your friends, those things don't matter. What really matters at the end of the day is this. If we want to enjoy this journey, we must learn to slow down. Not being inactive, I'm not saying from today almost all oh, everyone always we just don't serve. It's not that's the wrong attitude. But slowing down is this know what is priority. You must know what is precious. Even when you are serving, what is precious to you? Is it your skills? If you think that your skills is precious to you, you are making the biggest mistake in your life. What is precious is the people that serve together with you. Why you are precious in this church is not because of the thanks and offering you give or because of the, your attendance or because of what you can do for church. You are precious because of the relationship that we share. I can tell you this, we value you not because of your abilities but because of who you are to us relationships. So friends, you must know what is the problem. What is taking or making you not slow down? You know it. Every one of us, we have all different degrees of things. But firstly, you want to deal with it, time alone with God. Make that a priority. Secondly, relationally. Who are the people that are important in your life? I have a lot of people that are very important in my life. And thirdly, organizationally, know what's the problem. Yeah? And I realize if I get the first two right, the third one will just be more bearable and is more manageable. Don't try to do, deal with the third one and then work your way up. It doesn't work that way. It must be spiritually relationally, organizationally. So we got to learn to slow down. So is slowing down a good thing? So let me ask you a question. It's not a trick, trick question. When you're driving and you see the traffic lights turning to amber, orange, what would you do? Don't answer me, all right? 
because I know most of you will fail. Yeah, you step on. <laughs> Not the brakes, <laughs> but the pedal next to the brake. Learn to slow down. Someone once said this. When you live on such a high-paced life, you'll miss out a lot of things around you because everything is just go, 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 go. But if you take a notch lower, then you'll realize there are actually a lot of things around you. Yeah. If you drive home today, I want you to take a, maybe a slightly slower drive and look around. I guarantee you, you will realize there are some things that was there, that is there, that you have never realized before. Yeah. Because every time you're just, I just want to get home, I just want to get home, I just want to get home. Yeah. Friends, why am I sharing this with all of us is this. In the natural world, the natural world is not going to be very kind to us. Business is, is a commodity. If you work for a Chinaman company, if you look busy, you get paid better. Yeah? I, 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 yeah? Or, you know, you're always on the go. You feel important, you know. Oh, I have one meeting after another, you know. Oh, yeah, today I finished my meeting. Uh, I have a next meeting at that, you know. Uh, next half an hour. I, last night I used to love that kind of what, you know, I, I go for a camp and I tell people, you know, I can't stay throughout the whole entire camp. You know, you have five sessions, I can only do three sessions for you and now I need to go because I have another, you know, ministry engagement that I have to be there. So I'm, I'm so sorry if that's, if you're okay with that, I, I'm just going to do, you know, the three sessions for you and, and wow, I, I felt like, wow, you know, it was important, ma. And after I go to another, you know, ministry engagement and say, you know, hey guys, I, I can't spend so much time with you. I, you know, I, I need to go back for a meeting and then I'll come back again for, for, for this, uh, you know, for the next session and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I, I felt important. I felt that, wow, you know. Like, wow, you know, I'm always on the go. But as I look back, it was so silly because I missed out on one very important, crucial aspect of what all ministries is all about is relationship. And I realized that I, if I would have just used that time to build relationship with the people that I minister to, it would be so much better, more rewarding in that sense. And to, to be honest with you, in those early days, those things validate me. I feel validated by those things. It's so silly. As I grew older, I realized that hey, actually, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like, what's the point? Because at the end of the day, I want a journey with people. I don't want a journey with a title. I want a journey with people. That's what is important. That's why for us, friends, even in our walk with God, don't fall into the trap 
The devil wants you to fall into the trap. You need to perform, you need to be quick. Everything, oh, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, yeah. But if I, unless and until we get our priority right, relationally, you will not be right. If we don't get our relational, relationally right, organizationally, we won't get it right. The world will always try to push you the other way around. We should never fall into that trap. Friends, I want to encourage all of us. It's good to take a breather. Amen? Amen. It's good to have room to breathe. There must be a margin in our lives. If there's no margin, we're going to end up very stressful because we keep on scraping the, the bottom of the barrel and it's not healthy. It's not good for people around us. It's not good for people that we minister to. It's not good even for our own spiritual well-being. So we need to learn to slow down. Amen. Amen. Not to be inactive, but we need to learn to slow down. Amen. Not to be lazy, but we need to learn to slow down. (laughs) Turn to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, slow down. Slow down. Slowing down doesn't mean you end up be, being a slow loris, alright? No, 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 okay. But just being able to learn to find that place in God first. Amen. So if you forget anything that I preached today, remember this. The name of the turtle is been slow. Alright. <laughs> Come on, get all of us to stand to our feet. Amen. <laughs> We're going to pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Why not just turn to your neighbor, tell your neighbor, just say it with, with, with love, slow down. Amen. Slow down. Husband, tell your wife, slow down. Wife, tell your husband, slow down. Slow down. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's pray. Shri Akaraba. 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 Shri Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face and the tears. Glory 
is a priority to know what is precious and then only to deal with the problem Thank you, Lord. so Lord I pray right now in this place Lord if there's any even mental block that slowing down is good Lord I pray break it in Jesus name help us oh God to learn to rest in you to find ourselves, oh Father, in that place to be recharged. Some of us need that this morning. You know, with every eyes closed here in this place, I just want to quickly just pray for, for us. This is a very hard question that we need to ask ourselves. I wonder how many of us we feel like we are running on empty. You know, sometimes it feels like, you know, we just, like a handphone, we just charge just four or five minutes and then we, we, we keep going and then, you know, and then when the battery is low, then we keep going again. We, we don't really have, in a sense of like a full charge. <laughs> It's because of life demands and stuff like that, but you know that you've been running on empty. <laughs> and it's very tiring sometimes, especially if you hide behind your title, if you hide behind, you know, your responsibility, you hide behind, you know, your ministry. But this morning, I, I really believe that God just want to just touch you and feel you. If you're that person, wherever you are, 
I just want you, you to lift up your hands and we're going to pray, amen. Hallelujah, wherever you are, let's lift up your hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's lift up your hand. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. It is not a sign of weakness. It is not a sign of failure. But it's really, God is going to, you know, fill you with His joy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Father, you see these hands that are lifted. Lord, you see these hands that are reaching out to you. Jesus. Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name. Lord, you refresh them, you fill them. Lord, I pray, oh God, that even in moments like this, oh God, Lord, that let them be such a refreshing touch of God. Amen. Lord, that rest that comes from you, oh Father, will just enter into them in Jesus' name. Yes. Lord, thank you that in you there's nothing that we need to perform. In you there's nothing that we need to prove ourselves. But to really be able to come to the place of walking with you. So Lord, help us every single day to enjoy that walk with you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this reminder that every one of us we need to learn to slow down and to enjoy this journey that you have for us, O oh God. So Lord, we thank you that you are with us. We thank you that you are leading us on. Holy Spirit, we thank you, thank you that God, things are getting clearer and clearer for each and every one of us for our church, O oh God. So Lord, we pray, be with us. We thank you, O oh God. For each other, we thank you, O oh God. And Lord, thank you, Jesus. there's going to be a greater day that's ahead of us, O oh God. Greater days that are ahead of us. We praise you. We thank you. Now may the love of the Father, Amen. the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, yes. and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So God bless you. Remember, slow down. Amen. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, slow down. Slow down. Amen. Turn to the other neighbor, tell the other neighbor. Say with conviction, win slow. Okay, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you.